threat to the police and you. Newsmax TV is standing up for our brave men and women. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. This is the broadcast for April the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable. LibertyRoundtable.com, our nationally syndicated radio network, LovingLiberty.net, incredible talk shows around the clock and more, LovingLiberty.net. We have an on-demand application uh, for Android and iPhone. Download it, listen to your heart's content, broadcast live and on-demand radio free. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to skip the uh, guest details from yesterday's program. We'll get to that later in the broadcast. Uh, but understand this, uh, you know what, usually September, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> wow, April, April the 19th is a serious day indeed, folks. Uh, and uh, oftentimes it's called Patriots Day, talking about the Founding Fathers. When they tried to steal the guns of the American Patriots back in the day, when King George tried to do that, the government... Um, got their head handed at him. The the uh, revolutionaries at the time said, uh-uh, we're not doing that. We talked about that in detail with Dr. Scott Bradley. What happened on April 19th, this day in history, the mainstream press uh, just ignores all the real issues that happened and focuses on all kinds of things like the Simpsons were born, you know, that kind of thing. But ladies and gentlemen, Patriots Day, April 19th, Battles of Lexington and Concord should come to mind. I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know no way of judging the future but by the past, Patrick Henry. Uh, and we talked with Dr. Scott Bradley in great detail about the importance of liberty, about the importance of standing for freedom. By the way, if there's a deadly pandemic, why have life insurance Rates remained unchanged. Ben Swan asks that wise question. The global death toll from the coronavirus, they say, topped 3 million people on Saturday. But my question would be, well, then how come flu deaths plummeted? They're not being honest about the numbers is the point. Reframing the vaccine passport issue. We talked about that. Yeah, we've had vaccine passports for decades. Just ask your school kids. They want them to have vaccines to go to school. That's been the case for a while. All they're doing is broadening the tyranny, folks, and making it apply to everybody and making the places to where they ask for your immunization records more broad, right? Anthony Fauci, enemy of freedom, writes uh, Adam Dick. Small government watchdog team terrifies corrupt government officials. 
We talked about that. AmericanWatchdogs.org doing a great job. We had on Lowell Nelson and Scott Bradley both hours doing a great job. Ron Paul opposed David Chipman for ATF. We got to really oppose this guy. He's a nutcase. And he was involved in the Branch Davidian death toll by the government. Janet Reno, buck stops here, lady. Minnesota National Guard police team and the National Guard got targeted by a drive-by shooting, folks. Right after Maxine Waters whacked out Maxine, rolls into town. She has police officer protection as she rolls into town and says, in a, in a nutshell, hey, we've got to push back harder. We've got to stay in the streets. We've got to ratchet this thing up. And then literally a drive-by shooting for the cops, the National Guard. This is getting insane, folks. U.S., they say, to withdraw from Afghanistan after two decades plus of war. I pray that's true, but don't believe it for a second. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's show. Sorry, I said I wasn't going to do it, and then I broke into the recap because our guest, Mr. Stuart Rhodes, founder and president of Guardians of the Republic, OathKeepers.org. Welcome back. And so many of these subjects really are in your wheelhouse, sir. How are you? Good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great. So let's first talk about Maxine Waters literally goes to Minnesota. Tells the crowd to get crazy, stay in the streets. They do. And literally a drive-by shooting on the cops, the National Guard, takes place literally within hours. Now, they're going to really say Trump, or Trump created an insurrection on January the 6th uh, and drum him out of office over those lies. And then they're really going to have Maxine do something like this and nothing's really said except for by a few of us. What do you say to that, Stuart? I'm not surprised at all. And this is state-sanctioned violence. This is this is the same thing you see anytime you have communists take power, uh, or any you know fascists too. So we're seeing the exact same playbook being played out that's been used throughout history. It's happening also in more than just Minnesota. I mean, most of the summer um, riots and insurrections happened in Oregon uh, and other places as well. Oath Keepers were trying to keep the peace. All the way through. And here's what I find fascinating. Now on April the 6th, maybe a couple of rogue people, who knows, uh, but they're literally attacking the Oath Keepers. You've worked with police departments, and your case is, is very solid that you've been partnering for with peace and stability and safety for the American people and for leaders for quite some time, sir. The record should be obvious. Yeah, for years. Um, that's what's so bizarre. They ignore, completely ignore um, our long-established and, and clear pattern of behavior of keeping the peace against Antifa and Black Lives Matter in the streets. We've done, you know, as recently as Louisville, we were guarding businesses there in Louisville, but also the, the prior Stop the Steal rallies where we're, our guys were dressed exactly the same, you know, wearing body armor, helmets, and goggles, <clears throat> because Antifa likes to hit you in the head with hard objects and, and stab people and, and throw things in your, in your eyes. And so our, our men always wear the exact same kind of protective equipment for dealing with Antifa. But only on January 6th does that magically turned into evidence of an intent to enter the Capitol. So it's complete, you know, complete nonsense. And I think most Americans are now starting to see uh, through it. And what's nice about them continuing their playbook, the same exact playbook as last year, is now the, the contrast is even clearer. It's not just a contrast with the past. It's a contrast with the present. Why is it that January 6th is being, you know, built up to be some kind of new Reichstag fire, a new 9-11, when that you can look back and see what they did last year, all of last year, and what they're doing right now. 
So I think, I think in particular in the active duty military and law enforcement, it's becoming very, very clear um, the, the absurdity of it and the hypocrisy. Well, and you have it right now in your face, though. Literally, you take a Maxine Waters from California, a congresswoman, literally flies into uh, Minnesota, literally gets on the ground, literally stays out after cure for you, violating all these laws, uh, literally ratcheting up and stirring up the people to violence in her public speeches that are flat out recorded. Uh, and then literally a couple of hours later, a drive-by shooting on the cops, the National Guard takes place. I mean, if you want cause and effect, that's as close as it gets almost without being directly in the violence yourself. But yet she came, had protective gear, from what I understand, had cops all around her. She brought in a, a police contingent for security and everything else as she made those outrageous claims. Uh, but then they literally had a drive-by shooting take place on the heels of her rhetoric. And if we're going to tie rhetoric to action, that's as close as it gets without being right in the middle of it. Right. And you're going to see no official sanction of her in, in Congress. There'll be attempts. But, of course, because the Dems control Congress, it's not going to happen. But she'll be condemned in the court of public opinion. And that's where it really matters. That's what I think is, is important to keep in mind. And so they're, looting, they're bleeding credibility. The, 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 the regime that now controls our country is bleeding out credibility-wise. I think that's a good thing. It's a great thing that people are starting to see the contrast and see the truth. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a new congresswoman as well, uh, basically got in trouble back in the Trump situation because she spoke out boldly in defense of President Donald Trump back in the day. Um, and so they threatened to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from a lot of her, um, what do you want to say, a lot of her seat appointments and some of these different things. And they, some even suggested well, they that did. they should drum her out of com Congress and et cetera, right? Right. Right. That's the, that's, that's the new attempt. The, they've already taken her off of the committees that she was serving on, but now they're talking about removing her from Congress. And they may well do that. Um, I think, once again, though, just like the court packing plan, um, statehood for D.C., all of these things are raw grabs of more power, but they also absolutely destroy their credibility. So we're we're reaching a point where they're looking to solidify power and in the end won't care about their credibility because they'll, they'll attempt to rule through naked fear. But I think that we're not there yet. And so right now, I think it's good for us that they're destroying their own credibility. So we can only hope that they, like Napoleon said, never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. That's where we are right now. All right. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, though, firing back. She was attacked relentlessly back uh, a, a couple of short months ago, but the rounds of reality start happening much faster these days. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is proposing expelling Maxine Waters from Congress for her abuses. So right. I don't know that she'll have a chance, but it's sure an interesting no. um, reality check. Really close. Usually it's years before we get vindication, right? No, it's not going to happen, but it's important for her to do that. I think her, her response is exactly right. Never apologize because she's right and throw the absurdity in their face, throw the hypocrisy right back in their face. Of course, it won't be successful. But like I said, what will be successful in is the court of public opinion. And in the end, it's what matters the most, and especially among the military and law enforcement. All right. There's a couple of things from the Oath Keepers website I want to highlight. Where should we look to find the truth and setting the record straight? When we get back with Stuart Rhodes, we'll talk directly about those things. Hang tight. 
Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205 672 2000. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. With you live, ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Rhodes with me. Setting the record straight, you were on a variety of interviews uh, about that, and I think we ought to do that here as well. You know, there's a lot of allegations being thrown around in the mainstream press, literally without evidence, uh, denying people innocence until proven guilt uh, in the court of public opinion via the mainstream press news manipulations, Stuart. Uh, do you want to just take a minute and say anything you want to about the allegations made against Oath Keepers? Uh, and um, then most importantly, the fraudulent tales being told in the news. Because I think they've literally manipulated the truth beyond imagination. It's shocking. But, uh, hey, just go ahead and take as much time as you need to set the record straight, sir. Well, I think the most important thing to think about is, as you said, we're being tried in the court of public opinion, in the court of, you know, court of the media, actually. And the attempt is to, is to smear us so badly that it makes it easy for them to, to railroad people. But I think there's good signs um, in the judiciary. You're starting to see some pushback from some of the judges who are now letting some people out on bail and telling the government that, hey, your initial allegations have not been proven up. You've presented no evidence of an actual plan to enter the Capitol, um, an actual conspiracy to enter the Capitol. And so the government's been put back on their heels to some extent. So I think that's a good sign. So I think I – think, um, it's important for people who are being targeted to not despair. That's part of what they want to do. Like, for example, the one man who's, who's pled guilty so far, um, John Schaefer. You know, they put him in, basically put him in isolation, 
denied him bail. He sat there for, for the longest time since since uh, since January. And I think the the intent is to make someone so so despondent that they're willing to plead to something they did not do in order, you know, to to have some relief. So I think they need to just just have perseverance and strength and not and not give in to the pressure. So that's that's what we have to pray that you know everyone who's been detained, who's been persecuted, they're all political prisoners. Uh, that they have the strength to resist the you know the false promise of hey. If you'll go along with us, it'll be easier on you because they're being railroaded. Well, we learned from the Emmon Bundy situation, those who uh, copped the plea or those who made a deal lost big. And even when the evidence was proven that the government was fraudulent over and over and over, the people who copped the plea got burned. The people who stood with the truth, well, the truth made them free. Isn't that fascinating and we need the same reality right. check here ladies and gentlemen we need to reject the media lies go ahead sir yeah that's a good that's a good example you're right um not pleading out and going to trial was the winning strategy in hindsight but of course that's the whole point of denial of bail is to coerce a confession to make someone uh, confessed to a crime they did not commit, and even worse, to bear false witness against their neighbors, to, against against other patriots. That's what they're trying to do: is pressure people through through denial of bail to make them feel like no one cares about them, that they'll never get out again, that they have no choice but to but to bend the knee and go along. All right, there's a lot of headlines I want to highlight here. They're all from your website, and here's the interesting thing: if the government had the truth. And if the bureaucrats in big tech and whatever else you want, the media had the truth, they'd leave Oath Keepers alone and it would be, hey, we'll defend ourselves. You go ahead and prosecute. Let's have the truth transparently laid out on the table. But they know they don't have the truth. So the first thing they did when they attacked Oath Keepers so relentlessly, or at least one of the first things, they tried to take down your website. Good news, it didn't work. Stuart? Well, sure. We've been platformed off of everything. Um, you know, what just happened to James O'Keefe of Project Veritas happened to us a year ago, and, and it's been going on for the last several years. So they're deplatforming anyone that they consider to be a threat to their agenda. So one way to look at this is, is a badge of honor. That's how I always look at it, that the only reason they're even paying attention to us is because they're afraid of our effect. I think that's good. So what we have to do is, is just find, just like InfoWars has done over the years, you know, find ways to insulate ourselves from these attacks and uh, and continue to drive on. I think the latest thing's going to be, um, I think this was a case now where they're, they're suing a, was it Steve Bannon? They're trying to make a, a big deal out of him selling vitamins. I, th- I think they're going to be doing that to try to deplatform people like Alex Jones, you know, going after their ability to sell, to sell, you know, supplements because that's the only way they can make money. So they'll continue to try to deplatform people um, but all it does is show that they're weak, the weakness. They can't compete with us in an actual open debate or in actual open public forums. That's what the Internet is, it's a public forum. So I, th- I think it's, it's a sign of their weakness. They continue to have to, have to shut down free speech and, uh, and assembly. All right. So setting the record straight, where should we look to find truth, ladies and gentlemen? I think you need to go to places like OathKeepers.org. Um, because they're going to tell you their side of the story. That's the side the mainstream press isn't going to tell you. And it's interesting because the tra- the Trump hate coalition is literally crumbling, and they know it. 
Well, like I said, they're bleeding credibility. Um, the reason why they had to steal the election is because they were losing support. They were losing people walking away from the Democratic Party. You know, Trump got, I believe, 52 percent of the black male vote in the United States. And so they had to shut down free elections and they couldn't stand up to an actual you know, fair contest. And the same goes what they're doing now <clears throat> to do platform people and to come after your ability to, to raise money and bank. So I think the next step is going to be, you know, direct deplatforming or, or debanking the ability to even raise money at all. So we have to find alternate alternate mechanisms for doing that, whether it's going with, you know, Bitcoin or some other electronic currency or some other way to get around their official restrictions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Oath Keepers needs your support, though. You know what? It's one thing to say, hey, go to OathKeepers.org, and you should. But I also want to say, though, that Oath Keepers needs your support like never before. Donating is critical, ladies and gentlemen. Donate to Oath Keepers. We need your most generous support today. We are in the battle for the survival of the republic. Your contribution to Oath Keepers makes a real difference in defending the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. The money you give goes directly to supporting the mission of the Oath Keepers. Oathkeepers.org slash donate is where you go for that, ladies and gentlemen. It's critical you do that. Now, the feds are disgraced. Oath Keepers vindicated. The insurrection probe is falling apart. Now, there's a lot to all this, folks. And this is the side of the story that if you go to the website of Stuart Rhodes and OathKeepers.org, you'll begin to understand. I'll give you an example. They said that Officer Brian D. Signick, is that how you say it? Sicknick? Yeah, I think it's correct. Uh, Sicknick, I think is how you say it. All right. Uh, anyway, they say Brian got beat to death with a fire extinguisher. And, hey, the leaders and all that were, and they went on and made all these bogus claims. It turns out he wasn't beaten by anything. That was a lie that the mainstream press, CNN, WAPO, everybody else peddled. Turns out they got caught lying. But before they got caught lying, that was used literally in President Donald Trump's impeachment trial in the House. This has never been done before, taking literally false fake news, peddling it into literally a trial of a sitting president, folks. This is criminal activity at the highest levels. Anyway, it turns out that Brian Signick, or Sicknick's attack at the Capitol, he died of strokes, the coroner said in the autopsy report. No evidence that he uh, succumbed to chemicals and or any other bodily internal or external injuries. They're blatantly admitting that it was a flat-out lie in the news. Who peddled that information? I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, we need to get to the bottom of that, though, because that literally is criminal. When you use that against a sitting president and it turns out to be fake news, it was in the trial or the equivalent of a trial, if you will, in the House. This is criminal activity at the highest level uh, unfolding before your very eyes. Stuart? Well, it is like a rush talk fire. So as it turns out in history, we know <clears throat> that it was most likely set by the Nazis themselves to give them a power grab. That's the exact same thing that's being done now. And the demonization of the president through, through that false claim was also, was also used against people arrested for entering, the, uh, for entering the Capitol. Same thing. They continue to say, even right now, you look at news reports, will continue to say, in the deadly attack on the Capitol that took the lives of a police officer, as well as you know, Ashley Babbitt and a few other people that died of natural causes. So they, they continue to use the same lie. 
All right. Anyway, I just find it fascinating that they're literally going to that kind of criminal activity to peddle their, uh, but we don't have enough pushback. I mean, their, their reality is that their narrative, the Trump hate co- coalition is crumbling. The insurrection probe is falling apart. Shame on the feds. They're disgraced. Oath keepers are being vindicated. Uh, but that's really hard for the American people to learn about and understand because of the propaganda in the news. When we come back. We'll talk about that a little bit more with Stuart. I also want to talk about he was at an event in Oklahoma. There's a lot of great information on that. There are people starting to wake up and do things to make a difference. That's the good news. Stuart Rhodes, oathkeepers.org slash donate. Get it done today, folks. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The Derek Chauvin trial is now in the hands of the jury. Washington, D.C.'s chief medical examiner on Monday ruled that Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick died of natural causes following multiple strokes after the occupation on the Capitol, a finding that will make it hard for prosecutors to charge anyone with his murder. The U.S. House of Representatives on Monday passed legislation that will allow banks to provide services to cannabis companies in states where it's legal, a step towards removing what analysts say is a barrier to development of the industry. Lawmakers voted 321 to 101 to approve the bill and send it to the Senate. Former Vice President Walter Mondale died Monday in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the age of 93. Fritz won the 1984 Democratic nomination for President of the United States and chose New York Representative Geraldine Ferraro as his running mate. On Election Day, he carried only his home state and the District of Columbia. The electoral vote was 523-13 to 13 for President Reagan. USA Radio News. Police officer down. It's shocking. The number of cops killed in the line of duty jumped almost 100% last year. Defunding police, stripping them of legal protections, woke culture. It's a dangerous time. But Greg Kelly is fighting back. All this week, Greg's on Newsmax TV with his special series, Cops Under Fire. Greg Kelly exposes the real threat to the police and you. Newsmax TV is standing up for our brave men and women. Watch Cops Under Fire on Greg Kelly tonight. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable company. Get Newsmax TV free on most smart TVs, Roku, Pluto, Zumo, and YouTube Live. Millions have already downloaded the free Newsmax TV app on their smartphones. Already the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Newsmax is real news for real people. President Trump says what we can expect from the President Biden policy at the border. Dan Rocky from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau has more. In his first sit-down interview since leaving office, former President Donald Trump criticized his successor for changing his immigration policies, leading to the current humanitarian crisis on the border. It's a horrible situation. could destroy our country. People are pouring in, but you'll see something as the months go by like you've never seen before. Already it's like you've never seen before. There's never been anything like what's happened at our border. And people are coming in by the tens of thousands. They're walking in. They, they, we had, all he had to do was leave it alone. If he left it alone, we were setting record positive numbers and people would have to come in legally. And you know, the other thing that people don't talk about, human trafficking and drugs, that's double, tripled and quadrupled coming in because that's pouring in right now. That audio courtesy of Fox News.
Thanks for listening. We do appreciate you being there. We are USA Radio News. You've heard me talking. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I misspoke a second ago. Stuart Rhodes, our guest, Guardians of the Republic, OathKeepers.org. Join us today, OathKeepers.org slash donate. Every penny will help you get the truth in media. They tried to shut down the Oath Keepers website. They failed. The website's up now, OathKeepers.org, although they are messing with donations big time. So uh, any donations you guys can uh, put in would be most helpful indeed. I misspoke because I said that Stuart was in Oklahoma. I guess he watched uh, the incredible presentations going on there and thought it was phenomenal. Why don't you give us a, a quick update on that, Stuart? Uh, yeah, I, I watched the, the conference. Um, but I'm going to say this. I think there's not enough focus on solutions. I think it's great to focus on what the bad guys are doing and you know, talk about that and, and, and give people truth about where we are. But we also need to focus on, well, what do we do? And I think that's a, it was a little bit light on that. That's my one criticism of that conference, and as well as any, any, any others. Same thing goes for any liberty gathering you go to. It's almost always, here's what's going on, and here's what the bad guys are doing, but not focused as much as it should be on, well, what do we do about it? Amen to that. On the OathKeepers.org website, there are two statements, which I think dovetails this nicely. Setting the record straight, where should we look to find the truth? We've talked about that. We know that right? The Trump hate coalition is crumbling. Great. The insurrection probe is falling apart. Feds are disgraced. Oath keepers vindicated. That's all true. Ladies and gentlemen, we learned the truth about Brian Sicknick and all that kind of stuff. That's all great. But ladies and gentlemen, number one, donate to Oath Keepers. That's an important thing you can do. Oathkeepers.org slash donate. Uh, but then going forward, though, we've got a lot of things we're facing. We're facing a possible vaccine-forced jab passport scenario where you won't be able to do anything without it. We're forcing literal gun control being shoved down your throat. Uh, the legislative body be danged, right? Uh, we've got all kinds of things we're dealing with, insurrections all across the country led by literally congresswomen, Maxine Waters, to make the point, uh, and others. We are facing a lot of stuff. The question is, what do we do about it, Stuart? Well, I think the first thing you do is, is refuse to comply. That's what has to happen is mass noncompliance. And we're seeing that even in the military. You're seeing it's like 40% of the Marines are not taking the shot. They're being pressured to, but they're so far not taking it. And you're seeing mass noncompliance or, or nonparticipation um, with the shot. I won't call it a vaccine because it's not a vaccine. So you're, but you're seeing you know, an awakening in the public. And they're saying we're not taking the shot. Um, I think we need to be ready and willing to stand up and say, well, we're not going to comply and we're going to, you know, do what we have to to isolate or insulate ourselves and separate ourselves from a corrupt system that, that tries to mandate that shot. You need to find alternate ways to make a living, alternate ways to, to barter or exchange with each other and, and local Brazilian economies. That's what you're going, going to have to do. And I think Americans in particular need to start raising their own food you know, whether it's chickens or gardens or whatever else you can do, do what you can, because we need to be ready to ride out a manufactured, you know, the Great Reset is going to be all about killing our economy and the next wave of shutdowns in the name of, you know, some new variant of COVID-19. We all know it's coming. 
So the way to, to ride that out is to get as strong as you can in yourself, um, your family and close circle of friends, and your neighborhood, town, church, you know, county. So we've got to focus on. And people have got to get their stuff squared away. They've got to get their prep squared away, you know, food and medicine and fuel, ammunition. You know, things are going to be you're going to need anyway. You may as well start storing them up, and they're all divisible. They can all be used as money. Um, you know, you can divide up a box of 22s or a box of 556. You can divide up fuel. So those, those are things you need to start storing away now so that you have the ability to ride out any forced um, suppression of your ability to feed your family or feed yourselves. That's what's coming, I believe. They'll try to use that as a weapon against us. I think part of the reason you're being so attacked uh, is because I think you're right on this. It isn't all warfare and all, you know, guns and, and ammo and in the streets stuff. It's uh, everything that you're teaching is a broad understanding of, of proper caring for yourself and for your family. It's communities understanding that it's a local level discussion. And there's a lot of things they need to do. They need to get their water together, their first aid together, their food together. Their, and, and teaching all this, at least if your goal is to destroy the republic and divide and destroy and, and, and make people feel dependent on government, hey, those plans are right in the face of that. You're very dangerous uh, because of the truth you seek and teach, Stuart. Right. And then, you know, speaking of, of April 19th, um, I think it's important for us to realize that the founders, when they saw what was coming, they got ready, you know, and it wasn't just storing away guns and ammunition. They certainly did that, but they also stored away and conquered were barrels of like salted fish and other long-term storage uh, foods and grain were being stored away as well. So they got ready and they got ready across the spectrum. And we're facing what the Chinese call unrestricted warfare. That's what this is being done to us, is it's really a battle between uh, the people of the, of the world and the, the totalitarian-minded globalists with their CHICOM allies. That's what we're facing right now, is this alliance. And, of course, Biden is simply a, a CHICOM puppet and a, and a puppet of the globalists, you know, Biden and Kamala both. So we need to understand where we are. And, you know, and like Patrick Henry said, be willing to understand the truth, and provide for it. And when he gave that speech, he was giving it in support of his motion in Virginia that every county establish militia in their county. That was the motion that he was speaking on behalf of when he gave that famous give me liberty, give me death speech. And his motion passed only three weeks before the fighting began at, at Concord in Lexington. So it was a little bit, you know, almost too late. But at least they got rolling. And so we have to be the same way. We have to say, okay, here's the reality in, in our face. We're not going to get out of this without going through really a, a very similar situation that the founders faced. You know, foreign power, that's the Chicoms and the, and the globalists, ruling over us um, or attempting to rule over us through an illegitimate puppet that we have no control over. That's what they were facing in their time with the world governors. And they had their international corporation of the day. Back then was the East India Company that had special sanction and special charter. Um, same thing we're seeing now. Who else is allowed to operate during the shutdowns? Only the big, only the big stores, Amazon. That's who, who sucks all the, uh, all the money out of small town America and Main Street, Main Street America. So that's what we have to understand. And just like the founders did, we need to boycott. We need to refuse to buy from 
the corporations that are that are uh, helping destroy our country. And we need to instead support local economies. You know, in their day, they wore homespun. They wore they made their own clothes. They they dealt with other Americans, other patriots. So we need to boycott all those companies. Stop giving Starbucks your money. Stop giving all the big corporations, Amazon, for another another example. You know, wean yourself of these things now because all you're doing is helping to pay for your own demise. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot there, and it's a mouthful. And I think part of the problem is waking people up fast enough as they shut us down uh, from the media and everything else, waking people up fast enough for what needs to be done and how to go about it peacefully is going to be one of our great challenges. Uh, but that's where you talk about working mouth-to-mouth locally in your neighborhoods and everything else. We don't need their mass communications necessarily if we do our job on the ground, right? Right. That's, that's the thing is you need to be prepared for a shutdown. I've been warning about this for months. I think that, you know, Texas got a taste of it. You, there will be an attempt to shut down communications and power. That's the, They're looking for weaknesses. So whenever the people start to to rise up and defy, they'll attempt to shut down your capacity to keep a roof over your head or keep the heat on or feed your, feed your kids. So be, be prepared for that. That's why you got to have food storage. you got to have, you know, the medicines you're going to need. you got to just be a prepper. And you got to prepare yourself for, you know, a year or two of hard times because the hard times are coming no matter what happens. It's going to be hard times. And so the only way to weather it is to be as strong as you can but don't try to do it isolated. This is my isolated prepper with a, with a stack of, of stuff in the garage, but no network. you got to make sure you come together with your neighbors, and your church is going to be critical, too. And if your pastor is not down with the program of preparing, um, you need a new pastor or, or a new church. So you need to have a place where the church is a strong point and a refuge um, for the community in, in time of need, whether it's the power being out or the phones being down or whether it's a political refuge you know, from, from COVID restrictions or attempts to shut down your church. you got to have Patriot pastors. Well, what do they call that? The Black Robe Regiment is what we really need? Yeah, exactly. That was, that was, the, that was really the heart and soul of the resistance in the time of the Founding Fathers, and it needs to be the heart and soul now. You know, Christians need to understand that COVID-19 and other restrictions are coming in on the vaccines. These are going to be the mark of the beast where you can't buy or sell without it. And I think it's it's important for us to stand up against it. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Stuart Rhodes with me. What are we to do is the great question Ammon Bundy always asks. The answer is we need to get involved in serious ways. We need to provide and engage in real leadership. We need to peacefully set the example and prepare. Will they let it remain peaceful is the real question. Stuart Rhodes on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Regrets? Oh, we're all going to have them. Doesn't matter who you are or what you do. At some point, you're going to wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you'll never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager. Trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. And I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all going to have regrets, but talking too much with our kids won't be one of them. No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. All right, Stuart Rhodes riding shotgun on the radio today. Oathkeepers.org slash donate. Get it done. We need your help desperately, ladies and gentlemen. They're trying to shut us all down, that's for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the squad, these are the radical, extreme, socialist, communist folks in Congress. Members of the squad who have been pushing to defund the police. Turns out they all spent thousands of dollars on private security for themselves, according to FEC records. That's Federal Election Commission records. So (laughs) these people are trying to disarm us all. This is one of the biggest threats of all that I can see. They're trying to disarm us all while they all walk around with their own security teams uh, armed to the teeth, Stuart. That's part of the problem we're facing. Uh, And the solution is to really absolutely, as the American people, reject gun control on its face. Stuart? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's no surprise that they would do that. That's the way communists always behave and political elites. It's the same as the uh, founder of Black Lives Matter running around and buying, you know, five mansions. Of course, she's going to live large while leaving people in the slums and the, and the, you know, and the people that she claims to be representing. She doesn't care about them at all. So, yes, all the politicians always have armed guards protecting them. That's exactly who shot Ashley Babbitt in the face, you know, presuming that was all straight up on, as, as it was presented. But, yeah, it was it was a, a, a armed guard protecting the Congress that wants to disarm us. All right. Now, I find that fascinating. What are we going to do about this gun control, though? Literally, it's done by an edict by the president, unconstitutional executive orders. Uh, literally, President, if you can call him that, whacked out Joe Biden, uh, should be literally, in my opinion, arrested for his abuse of the law. Congress has the authority to make law. But they don't have authority to make law that are against the Bill of Rights either. And so literally you have the wrong branch of government creating an edict like a king thug. Whacked out Grandpa Joe just putting this in place. Congress should jealously guard their power for starters, Stuart. Yeah, but of course they're complicit. I I think it's great. Uh, Frankly, I want them to pass their gun confiscation dream legislation. 
I want them to try to, to pass their, their attempt at pack the court. I think that's fantastic because all it does, it speeds up the timeline, makes it clearer how illegitimate they are, and makes more of the frogs jump out of the pot. I think it's better to do that than to have them slowly ramp it up. You know, red flag legislation would be gun confiscation, one gun at a time. I think it's better to have them pass some ridiculous bill that attempts to, you know, force us all to turn in our AF-15s, which we will not do. I think it's much better to get it over with and, and let them show their true colors. So to me, it's good. I, I, I prefer to have them go ahead and go all the way and, and show how absurd they really are and then have us do a mass refusal. I think that's better. What do we do about ammunition? You know what? They've been slowly but surely choking off ammunition more and more and more. We need to get people to start um, you know, putting together and, and, and making ammunition again. Well, stack it high and deep. That's what you can do right now. It can still be bought. You can still find it. You can find it a lot of times on, on people who people who's, who already bought ammunition are now selling it and making a killing at it. Of course, they're selling it you know, twice as much as what they paid for, but it's still available. So go out there, and, and even though it's painful, go buy yourselves a couple thousand rounds per weapon and stock it away. And not all in one place. Make sure you, 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 you know, spread the wealth. So I think it's important for us to stock it as much as possible. I agree with that. I also think that people need to start to find a way to, to make ammunition. We just can't let government uh, make it impossible for us to create ammunition. That's a, a, another serious, serious issue that we need to face uh, on the ground. Oh, sir, certainly. Absolutely right. That goes back to that cottage industry and, and resilient uh, economies um, at the local level, whether it's town, county, or state. If you're, and here's, and I want to talk about this with the civil unrest we're seeing that's building up. It's going to be a long, hot summer of intentional civil unrest, looting, arson, murder. You know, Black Lives Matter, burn, burn, loot, and murder. That's what we're going to see. And so, I think uh, if someone were to ask me, if I had a relative in a large city, I would tell them to get out. In any any place controlled by the Dems, large urban area, get out. And, you know, relocate to a more rural part of, of your state. If you live in a Democrat-controlled state, at least go to a red-controlled county, someplace where you're going to have a better chance of, of having, you know, a favorable outcome with local law enforcement or your local prosecutor or your local judge. You don't want to be under the thumb of a big city-controlled Democrat area in a blue state. That's, that's the worst place to be. So... I, I think what's going to happen now is that Antifa and Black Lives Matter and other radicals on the left see uh, a, a carte blanche green light from the Biden administration to do whatever they want. And you've got, like you said, you've got Maxine Waters running around and showing them with her own presence and her own voice that, yes, this is what you are. This is the approved path. You are allowed to do this. And a cautionary tale can be seen in what happened in the Spanish Civil War. In the areas where the communists controlled, there were people who were identified as being on a political right, whether they're monarchists or fascists or whatever they were called, they were drug out of their homes and executed. And so just be aware, you can't take it for granted that won't happen in the United States. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think that uh, Trump supporters in Democrat-controlled areas need to be paying attention to local surroundings, to their own situational awareness, and seeing the warning signs and get out before that happens. Well, and when you see the members of the squad, these radical whacked out socialists slash communists literally trying to disarm everybody, 
Um, but at the same time, they spend thousands of dollars on private security for themselves. And then Facebook and Twitter are not censoring a video of Representative Maxine Waters encouraging violence. Waters literally says publicly, it's on tape, that you know what? Protesters have got to get more active. They've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure they know we mean business if Chauvin is not convicted of murder. So forget the reality check on the inside with the jury of your peers now. They're saying, we don't care about that. Even the mayor, uh, whacked out mayor in Minnesota is going, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what the jury comes back with. This guy died at, at the hands of cops. Okay, these people don't even care about the law and they're blatantly saying so, Stuart. This proves your point that where will it ratchet up to when the leaders who are elected to, uh, and sworn an oath to uphold the law are literally openly challenging the law and saying we don't care about the law, agitate, get in the streets, get crazy, confront people, this kind of rhetoric, and then you see it happening in the streets right now. Well, it, it, is, it is essentially a, a, it's a, it's a weird combination of a totalitarian regime suppressing its opponents at the same time growing an insurgency in the streets to overthrow capitalism, to overthrow local control of police departments. I think the long-term goal or, or the short-term goal is to nationalize the police in this country to cause so much dis- dis- disruption um, and so much fear then, and then tell people, well, the only solution to, to bring peace again is we must have federal control over all law enforcement so that the local police officers look to the federal government, to D.C., for their paycheck, to whether they have a job or not. I think that's the goal. The exact same thing the Nazi Party did when they took over in Germany is they nationalized the police, put them in control of the, uh, of the Gestapo. I think that's the intent here, is to, is to nationalize the police. So we need to fight back There's against no- that. There's no question that's their intent, ladies and gentlemen. And ratcheting up the violence are irresponsible statements like this. Minneapolis mayor, guy's name is Jacob Free. F-R-E-Y, or do you say it? Frey? I don't know how you say that. He said on Monday that regardless of the decision made by the jury, George Floyd was killed at the hands of the cops. Can you imagine just blatantly not even caring about our laws or the outcome of a grand Jury, they're setting the stage for uh, literally jettisoning juries altogether. Stuart, well, what they're setting the stage for is the matter of the outcome that there should be should be rioting and looting. And if he's and if Chauvin is, is acquitted, that should not be accepted as a legitimate outcome. That's what they're going. That's what they're setting it up for. And the ACLU did the same thing in the latest shooting there in uh, in Minnesota, where the with a with a woman police officer used her Glock instead of her taser. You know, before that was even discovered that she had made that mistake, the ACLU declared that that shooting was evidence of the white supremacist nature of policing in the United States. So the left is going to label all police officers white supremacist or a white supremacist culture. Um, they're going to demonize them no matter what. And the goal is is to, to defund the police locally but then fund and control them nationally. That is going to be the outcome. And so you understand the outcome. You understand where they want to go. That's why in your communities you've got to fight to prevent that from happening. Whatever problems you have, like 
a lack of training or the wrong officers being on the job and make mistakes like that, like grabbing their gun instead of the taser. She shouldn't have been on the force, frankly. You fix that locally. But you've got to make sure you clean house locally and make sure you have local control. You cannot give up control of your law enforcement. Because imagine what it would be like if the Biden administration, for example, had local law enforcement under their thumb the same way they do the FBI and the DOJ. That's the goal, is to have every level of government be as hostile to you and your rights as the current DOJ and FBI are right now. You don't want that. You don't want that kind of force multiplier in their hands. So it's why you've got to support your local law enforcement. I think it's critical that we stand up and say, hey, where they're wrong, we'll fix it. But where they're right, where they're doing the right thing, we're going to protect them. We're not going to condemn them all as being racist because you know it's nonsense. Just like every Trump supporter is not racist. It's ridiculous. It is the left's only play. The only play they have is to condemn everything they don't like as being somehow racist. That's their, that's their gambit. And so you have to just reject it and not give in to it. Yeah, they even talked about the border being racist, uh, the border viewpoint of, of Donald Trump. And now they have to admit that Latinos love Donald Trump's border stance because it's really a battle between uh, law-abiding people and criminals. It's not a battle between uh, people who want to obey the law uh, for the most part. The criminals are the problem. Now, you've been down to the border many times. Um, what do you think needs right. to happen there? Is there more work we can do there? Well, the only thing we can do right now is what we're starting to do here in Texas along the border is to encourage people to form their own neighborhood watches and county watches and protect each other because they're not going to get any help from the federal government at this point. And this is, this is my big criticism for President Trump is he turned over the keys to the White House and all the reins of power to an illegitimate usurper, um, frankly, without a fight. And I'm just going to, just going to say, I just, I think it's important to, to point out that reality. And so because he did not invoke the Insurrection Act and did not do the mass declassification that I called for him to do, you know, we, we, we wrote an open letter to him, me and Kelly Sorrell, an attorney from Texas, an open letter to President Trump. And because he did not do what he, what he needed to do, now we, are in the, we have to do what happened to him. All right, thank you so much, Stuart Rhodes. we got to let him fly. Sorry it was breaking up right there a little bit at the end as well. I don't know if they're messing with our signals or what they're doing. We'll do our very best, though. Hour one in the can. Thank you, Stuart Rhodes. Ladies and gentlemen, oathkeepers.org slash donate. Get it done today. It is vital that you do that. You also look at oathkeepers.org for the real news. Let them tell you their side of the story uh, is the point. You can judge for yourself who's telling you the truth, okay? Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Thank you, Stuart. For Sam Bushman, we the people can restore America, but you got to get local and you got to get active and you got to do it now. God save the Republic of the United States of America. 41 year old. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for April the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. That's who we are. That's what we do. And we aim to do it peacefully in the traditions of our founding fathers. You say, wait a minute, Sam, they had a revolution. They weren't peaceful. Oh, you don't understand the revolution story then, do you? Yeah, they eventually were forced to violence by King George coming to take their only God-given inalienable right of self-defense codified in the right to keep and bear arms. That was an understanding codified in the Bill of Rights. Saying, government, you can't touch this. But you know what? They didn't uh, get violent. They were peaceful. And they literally worked on trying to defend their liberties and protect their freedoms for years uh, before they were forced to defend themselves by a tyrannical king. Okay? So the founders were incredibly peaceful. If you go read their Declaration of Independence, they felt like before they even could defend themselves, literally, they would need to write a document and demonstrate to a candid world and to God Almighty the reasons, the train of usurpations that precipitated the need to defend oneself. Okay, they, they even went to those great lengths to establish peace over decades and then wrote that as the final, you know what, we have no choice. And here are, here are our articulated reasons why. Right, that's a very serious, serious thing. All right, we talked last hour with Stuart Rhodes in great detail about the need to do something. You know, uh, there was an event in Oklahoma, which was really good. Stuart Rhodes said he watched it. I thought he was in attendance. He just watched it. He said it was really good, really educational, really great stuff. But you know what? They don't go far enough to solutions. And, you know, I find that to be true with a lot of radio talk show hosts. They don't take you to the solutions. They don't take you behind the scenes to the real answers. They bring you to the brink of frustration, no doubt. They bring you to the point of, man, I'm going to wring my hands. I don't know what to do. It's horrible. They do a really good job at that. But what they don't do is focus on the solutions enough. And that's one of the things that Liberty Roundtable Live really tries to do. Focus on solutions. And you say, Sam, you're as good as talking as everybody else, but you don't come up with solutions. And I, I disagree. And the reason why is because we're really telling you right now to call your congressmen and senators to oppose David Chipman for uh, ATF or BATF, okay? We really want to oppose this nomination because he's anti-Second Amendment big time. All right? I also really want you to see the double standard in how they're dealing with Maxine Waters versus Donald Trump. Donald Trump says peacefully go to the Capitol. Uh, and let your congressmen and senators understand why you want them to look into vote fraud. They literally charged Trump with a, an insurrection idea. <clears throat> Maxine Waters literally goes and says, hey, we got to push back and confront people. And then before you know it, a shooting takes place. An attempted shooting, if you will. Of course, they say there's no link. But then we tell you about a small government watchdog team terrifies corrupt officials article written by world net daily so we're pointing you to the real news americanwatchdogs.org is their website and these are two guys that have made a tremendous difference if you want to focus on solutions that's one of the great 
great ways to focus on solutions, folks, right? Think about that. We tell you what happened on April 19th, this day in history. We tell you the founding father S. Patrick Henry statement. Listen carefully, because I think it applies to you and me right now, today. I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know no way of judging the future, but by the past, Patrick Henry. I think that's a really, really wise counsel. And if we look at the past, we know that if we don't act quicker to head off violence, that that's what we're going to end up with. And you would say, Sam, you're overstating the tyranny. I don't think so, ladies and gentlemen. When you literally have Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Free saying, hey, we don't care what the grand jury says, the cops killed this guy. Wait a minute, you don't care what the grand jury says? Facebook and Twitter literally censor every one of our videos and everything that we do. Twitter took me down for telling you about a story uh, in um, Israel about vaccines and how they're not very safe and effective, and they shut me down. But they're not censoring the video of Maxine Waters, literally encouraging violence. Waters calling openly. Protesters have got to get more active, more confrontational. We've got to make sure they know we mean business if Chopin doesn't get convicted of murder. So now we're literally threatening the people over a grand jury. And the decision that the jury may make, is that tampering with the jury? If you literally stand outside of the court area and say, hey, if you don't convict this guy of murder, you know what? There's going to be heck to pay. We're going to ratchet up confrontations and we're going to ratchet up our protests. We got to get more active. We got to get more confrontational, especially if, hey, Chauvin isn't convicted. Wait a minute. I don't want Chauvin to be convicted unless he needs to be convicted. But not only did Maxine Waters, as far as I can tell, literally double down uh, in, I would believe, criminal activity, but now Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, literally backs Waters. Listen to this House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended. Maxine Waters, they say California rep, and her call for protesters. Wow, this is shocking. So Nancy Pelosi defended Maxine Waters' call for protest to get more confrontational. Pelosi added that Waters' comments, I guess said Saturday, or said Saturday in Brooklyn, Center, Minnesota, did not amount to inciting violence and that she should not apologize for the comments. Wow. Maxine talked about confrontation in the manner of the civil rights movement. Pelosi told reporters Monday. Yeah. Anyway, and then she goes on. I myself think we should take the lead from the George Floyd family, etc. But how do you handle this? Okay, you literally have criminal activity going on by the congresswoman. Then you got the Speaker of the House backing that criminal activity and saying, oh, no. So you got the mayor saying, hey, we don't care what the jury does. The cops killed this guy. You got a congresswoman going, hey, man, you know what? We got to get confrontational if they don't convict this guy. 
And then you got the Speaker of the House going, yeah, you know what? She said that, but it doesn't amount to violence or anything else. Never mind that a, uh, literally a drive-by shooting took place literally right after the comments were made by the Congresswoman. And then now you got a situation where the Speaker of the House is defending it going, yeah, not really a big deal. Maxine talked about confrontation in the manner of the civil rights movement, Pelosi told reporters. I don't really know how to respond to this because it's so blatant, the double standard, but we don't have enough media to make a difference, do we? Right? Wow. Well, that's why I believe, and I'm going to go back to Stuart Rhodes and the solutions discussion here. Uh, reporting on what, ha- what is happening on the ground is really vital. Telling you the other side of stories, really vital. Telling you what's going on, critically vital. But then we've got to take action. And what action should we take? Not violent action like Pelosi and Waters are speaking of. Not confrontation in your face, physically on the streets. No, no, no. We're talking about peaceful education. And for you to understand, this is what these people are advocating for, violence. We reject violence, folks. We want to remain peaceful. That's why I'm not out in the streets like Nancy is, like Maxine Waters is, literally saying, hey, ratchet this up. Don't worry. It's in the civil rights movement cloak, if you will. Okay, confrontation in the manner of the civil rights movement got radical, too. They took over buildings. Uh, People got hurt. People got beat up. It was violent indeed. But how can House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defend Maxine Waters' call for protests or protests to get more confrontational if, this is interesting, if they don't get a conviction? It's hard to know how to respond to this, right? I mean, it's so in your face, so blatant, so bold, so belligerent, so extreme that it's hard to know how to respond. We got literally elected officials who have sworn an oath to the Constitution to protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic, literally backing this violent rhetoric. And then, of course, I'll be taken down from Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or who knows what uh, for even taking the other side of the discussion. We need to step back, Nancy. We need to step back, Maxine. We need to step back, Black Lives Matter. We need to step back, Antifa. And we need to step back, all of you who want violence, and say, wait a minute. What does violence accomplish? Unless you're defending yourself, your wives, your children, your family, unless it's a self-defense thing, I don't think that violence is the way at all. Of course, then what they say is, Sam, you're a wimpy patriot, aren't you? Amen. I want to take your calls at 866-986-NEWS, 866-986-6397. Do you want to sound off on this? We can hear your calls, or I've got more news that Network refuse to use in seconds. You are listening to Sam Bushman on Liberty Roundtable Live. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said... 
you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. So not only did House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defend Maxine Waters' extreme comments calling for protesters to get more confrontational. Okay, it gets worse than that because more confrontational if the jury doesn't rule in the way they think it should be. That's literally, um, in my opinion, jury tampering to say the least. And then she added and said Waters' comments don't add or amount to inciting violence, and that Waters should not apologize for them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is something that we really need to get down and get down good. Listen to me. We need to be very serious about this. When you uh, have a viewpoint and you cave, you literally destroy uh, half your argument, okay? So I say, hey, a lot of people coming across the border are criminals and rapists. Yeah. They're drug runners, sex traffickers, um, children traffickers, etc. They're criminals. Now, when President Trump said that, they attacked Donald relentlessly. And um, Donald wouldn't apologize, and he's absolutely right. And at first you think, well, man, that's just too bold, Sam. That's in your face. That's crazy. No, no, no. Listen, when you apologize, you concede the argument and lose. That's why Nancy knows that Maxine Waters is wrong. But she cannot apologize. They cannot equivocate or back down. They've got each other's back, and they're not going to give in. Now, don't get me wrong. In their case, I'm not saying it's justified, but I'm getting they understand the playbook better than most conservatives do. Most conservatives literally melt down whenever they get called out over anything. Let me give you a proven point to kind of make the case. Let me see if I can find this uh, article here about there's a country singer. What's his name? Wallace. I'm going to have to find this thing. Morgan Wallace is his name. All right. Or Morgan Wallen. 
So the headline says, Canceled Country Star Returns with Stunning Message. Morgan Wallen breaks his months-long silence after the, quote, N-word controversy. So here's what happened. Morgan went out on a drunken party night, came home and started screaming the N-word. I guess they call it an unfortunate drunken incident that paralyzed his successful music career. Wallen's music was essentially canceled. It was removed from radio stations and other platforms after a video of him surfaced where he called a white friend the quote N-word as as he returned from an alcohol-fueled night with his buddies after being suspended by the record label and disqualified by the American Country Music Awards fan-funded billboards started popping up ahead of the event. The billboards seemingly provoked Wallen to end his silence, which he did with a handwritten letter to social media. But the message is hardly what diehard fans would be hoping for. Wallen, 27 years old, announced that he would not be performing this summer due to his need for self-introspection During his time away from the spotlight, I wanted to let you guys know that I've taken a couple of months away and feel like I've really worked on myself. I'm proud of who I've become. I'm really proud of who I am and the men I am becoming, and I want to take this time to improve. I found this time away to be very valuable to me in many ways, and believe it or not, I need a little more of that time. Therefore, I will not be performing this summer. I won't be keeping the Luke Bryan tour dates. And Wallen concluded the letter with a positive note that he was, quote, back in Nashville, getting back in the groove. My story is far from over and getting back to see y'all is all I've been thinking of, Morgan Wallen. Now, let me tell you the problem I have with it and why I tie these things together. Because you got cancel culture at work where they literally canceled this country star for using the N-word. Now, I'm not defending using the N-word, folks. Okay, I think it's a disrespectful word. I think it's unkind. I don't think we should use it. Except in very rare circumstances. You say, wait a minute, Sam. What are the rare circumstances in which, you know, you can use the N-word there, buddy? That's crazy talk. Now, no, it is not. Obama used the N-word. Right? And um, can I not use it? What if Barack Obama uses it? Right? Well, it's interesting. I'm not allowed to use it, but Barack and others can. Right? Now, where do we go here? Here's Obama using the racist N-word. The legacy of slavery, Jim Crow, discrimination in almost every institution of our lives, you know, that casts a long shadow. And that's still part of our DNA. That's, that's passed on. Uh, it, we're not cured of it. 
Racism. Racism. We are not cured of. Clearly. Uh, and, and, and it's not just a matter of uh, it not being polite to say nigger in public. That's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. All right. Well, so this guy yelled the N-word. Barack said the N-word. Now, there are those who would say, you don't say the N-word under any circumstances. Sam, you're a white guy. Well, to say that would be racist. Barack can say it because he's half white, so he can half say the word. He can just say, er. But yet, you know, a real black person can say the whole word, see? You know, where do you go with that kind of dishonest logic, that double standard, that manipulated truth? Okay, look, here's the bottom line. Saying that word in appropriate context might make some sense like Barack Obama did, which is, hey, you know what? We still have a racist past, uh, and many times we haven't really uh, overcome it all. Uh, and saying this word isn't the quintessential discussion. There's more to it than that is his point. And, okay, I get it. Fine. But they tried to hunt down a Donald Trump use of the N-word and couldn't find one. Uh, now this guy gets in a drunken rage and calls his white buddy an N-word, which he should not have done. Okay, let's make that very clear. I'm not defending it. He should not have done it. But here's the thing. For cancel country star, canceled country star Morgan Wallen, he literally got completely shut down. They literally took his music off of all these things. They completely, absolutely shut this guy down and canceled him. And he returns with a stunning message. Um, with I need to work on myself more. I, 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 you know what? I stand correct that I'm wrong. I got to change. I got to work on myself. I need more time away from the spotlight. I got to. And you know what? I commend him for saying I got to do better. But here's the problem with Morgan Wallen. Can he ever be redeemed? Let me ask you that again. Can he be redeemed? Will the whacked out woke left ever let Morgan Wallen be redeemed? He's apologized. He's stepped away from society and from the media. He's literally been completely canceled as a person, as an entertainer, as a performer, as a musician. And he's now the only statements he's made after people are calling for him to come back. He said, look, I'm not going on these tour dates. I got some work on myself to do. And then when he comes back, will he ever be able to be redeemed? And I submit to you the cancel culture, the woke culture, whatever you want to, whatever, you know, buzzwords you want to use for it. They won't let him. They're not going to let him come back. Because if they do, they admit that people can change and repent. They don't like to admit that. Okay? But so let me get this straight. This guy comes home in a drunken rage, uses the N-word, which he shouldn't have done. But he gets completely shut down. Now Maxine Waters can literally call for confrontation and violence in the streets. And you can do so, get more violent and confrontational, if we don't get the appropriate court case outcome we want in a jury. Then get crazy. And she doesn't need to apologize, says Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. See, I look at those two things and I say that's interesting. I'm not saying what Morgan did was good. Okay, I'm not defending it. But I am defending it should be something like this. He made a horrible mistake. He shouldn't have said it. Shame on you for saying it. That's wrong. And maybe he could write a song to teach people how, you know what, racism is not good. Saying the N-word is not good. Barack Obama's point that it, it's deeper than that. We agree. Let's make sure that we're all God's children and we're the 
human race and that we treat each other kindly and respectfully as followers of Christ would treat them. Isn't that the message? But do we destroy his whole career but give Maxine a pass? Oh, yeah, Morgan's white, Maxine's black. Got it now. See how racist that double standard really is? Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Judge Peter Cahill, presiding over the Derek Chauvin trial, speaks out against the inflammatory remarks made by Representative Maxine Waters, the Democrat from California, over the weekend. I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law. The trial is now in the hands of the jury and will continue deliberations Tuesday. Walter Mondale, the former vice president under Jimmy Carter, died Monday at his home in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was 93. When I hear your new ideas, I'm reminded of that ad. Where's the beef? Democrat lawmakers last week introduced legislation to ban the sale and possession of firearm suppressors, known as silencers. The 2021 Help Empower Americans to Respond Act would ban the sale, importation, manufacturing, and possession of silencers. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. The MyPillow Premium Pillow Special continues at MyPillow.com. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA. You can get a standard or queen size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings. King size, only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Kentucky Representative Republican James Comer weighs in on Fox News, the issue of statehood for Washington, D.C. When you have Joe Manchin already on the record saying he's not going to support ending the filibuster and he's not inclined to vote to pack the court, then the Democrats realize they need to go to Plan B. And Plan B is to create two new Democrat Senate seats. And with respect to representation in Washington, D.C., I'm the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee. Eleanor Norton is on the committee as well. and she is a very vocal member of the committee. So Washington, D.C. has a delegate in Congress. And again, I don't think there's a city in America that's better represented in Congress than Washington, D.C. The State Department said Monday that the U.S. ambassador to Russia, John Sullivan, will now be returning to the United States this week before returning to Moscow in the coming weeks. Sullivan had indicated he intended to stand his ground and stay in Russia after the Kremlin advised him to return home to talk with his team. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Ah, 
Wow, the cancel culture is out of control. We've got to stand against it. And one of the great solutions, I believe, is the media. I kind of mentioned tying this to solutions. A lot of people don't push for the solutions we do on your radio. I uh, bring to you uh, Stuart Rhodes. We bring to you these gentlemen that have really held people accountable yesterday and today. Uh, now, I believe one of the great solutions is the media. We, the people, owning enough of the media to set the record straight. All right. We've got to set the record straight. Setting the record straight is critical for Americans to know what to do. And then pushing people beyond just the rhetoric and saying, hey, how do we take action? Right? We need to push back so hard against Nancy Pelosi and against Maxine Waters, literally doubling down and pushing for violence. Uh, You heard at the bottom of the hour a conservative basically saying, hey, you know what? I don't really like these public officials speaking out against this case in the middle of the case. They could literally overturn the case or manipulate the outcome of the case by their rhetoric. I wish they would stop speaking out, especially when it comes to attacking the law in America. Amen to that reality check. That's the point that we're making. All right, but then this cancel country star literally being abused for saying the N-word, but yet, hey, these guys can literally create rhetoric, drive-by shootings hours later, and no relationship there. But Donald Trump created an insurrection? Wow, the double standard is crazy. Um, well, the lies are legion in the mainstream press. They've been told you that vaccines are very safe and very effective, right? Well, now the CDC is forced to admit, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, forced to admit about 5,800 individuals in one example tested positive for the coronavirus after receiving a complete dose of the vaccine. Now, what they would say is, Sam, that 5,800 is nothing. Uh, Compared to the number of people who have, you know, taken the vaccines, the number is not very big, Sam, 5,800. My response is not true. First off, you can ask these 5,800 people. This is just one example, one swath. How many other people get the cocoa after they take the vaccine without even knowing it? Because remember, 98 plus percent of the people uh, don't die from the COVID. Uh, over 90, uh, over 80 percent of the people don't even have really that big of side effects. They think it's just a cold or they don't go to the hospital or anything else. So we don't really know how many uh, this represents. We don't know that at all. And furthermore, if it's safe and effective, how many people did these 5,800 people, how many people did they then in turn infect? I don't know the number again, but you can't assume that the 5,800 took the COCO vaccine, got the coronavirus, and didn't affect anybody else. Can you believe that? So they're not telling you the other side of the vaccine story either. But it gets even worse than that, folks. They say that a new study found that cerebral venous thrombosis, CVT, blood clots are far more likely to occur after someone contracts the coronavirus than after getting an RMNA vaccine. Now, I don't agree with that. But that's what they say. Now, 
They say that because they're into this new study thing, right? And they say the Oxfords, the Oxford study found the instances of CVT after contracting COVID-19 was 39 per million compared to 4.1 per million people in mRNA vaccines and 0.41 in the zero or the general population. But let me kind of focus on this for a minute. I don't know that they can come forth with such statistics. Now, folks, you have heard that, you know, from statisticians and stuff, you can make anything up you want. You can make anything say what you want if you use the right numbers. And I believe that's what this is all about. I believe that they're playing games here, and I'll tell you why. This blood clotting happening from um, getting the coronavirus. Remember that 80% of the people who get the coronavirus never go to the hospital, at least, maybe more now. I'd have to research the latest numbers after a year. But 85 or 80%, whatever it is, significant, don't even go to the hospital at all. And you don't know what blood clotting they have or don't have. You also, uh, if you study, you'll find out that most of the reporting uh, regarding uh, any illnesses from vaccines aren't reported. And even if they are, many of them are self-reported in this other database to where you can't rely on the data, meaning it's just not quantified in, in, in legitimate, consistent enough ways. So I don't believe this lie. This new study found that cerebral venous thrombosis, CVT, blood clots are far more likely to occur after someone contracts COVID-19 than after getting the mRNA vaccine. I'm not saying their study didn't find that. I'm saying I don't believe that's the truth. I don't believe that's accurate. And I don't believe there's any way to quantify the comparison in this short of a time. We just don't have the resources and we don't have the data. In fact, we can't even test enough people to know if they have the coronavirus yet. Right? All right, anyway, I digress, but there you have it. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. It's worth noting. Senator Joni Ernst doing a good job. She will introduce legislation Aimed at defunding Planned Parenthood, the Iowa Republican's office told the Daily Caller, they say the, let me get this right, the Protect Funding for Women's Health Care Act would prohibit taxpayer dollars from going to Planned Parenthood. That's good news, right? And instead, it would direct money to other eligible women's health care provider solutions. Now, I kind of disagree with that. Meaning I don't want to just redirect the money. It's returning the money to the taxpayer, Joni. But I appreciate that, you know, she's willing to do something. I mean, we need something done, right? 
Anyway, now Trump ordered in July 2019 that family planning clinics be stripped of their Title X funding. Or is that Title X funding? That's if they um, refer women for abortions. So Donald tried to really double down for pro-life folks. He really did. He didn't get very far with the assault of his own party not backing him, right? It's a sad tale. But there you have that. I commend Joni Ernst for at least trying to do something for pro-life. We need more of that. They call it the Protect Funding for Women's Health Care Act. It would prohibit tax dollars from going to Planned Parenthood. Now, Trump, you know, did a good job there, too. But where are all the Republicans on the pro-life discussion, huh? Where are all the Republicans? Nowhere to be found, as far as I can tell. All right, in addition to this abortion thing and this vaccine thing, headline says, Pregnancy, Making Profits, from C-sections. This story is, in my opinion, quite scary indeed. They say the moral hospital profits from a cesarean delivery, the more likely a woman is to get one. What do you think of that? New analysis suggests, I guess the study was um, published in what they call JAMA Network, J-A-M-A Networks recently analyzed networks of 13.2 million deliveries nationwide from 2010 to 2014 using a large database of genuinely healthy women. And they found that it's all tied to profit. There were 2 million plus C-sections in the group much lower than the national average of 30%. And they asked why. Quick pause on your radio. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, sadly, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a target-rich environment when it comes to um, wickedness in our society. Literally aborting babies, going to war. Forcing folks to take vaccines, literally the double standard, inciting violence. And we've got a lot of stuff to be concerned about in America. But this one's very interesting. Headline says pregnancy, making profits from C-sections, financial motives create a population of women who get C-sections but do not need them. That's very, very concerning uh, in my mind. Very concerning indeed. All right, I don't know how to handle this uh, next story, folks. It is so egregious, so in-your-face, so offensive that I don't know how to even bring it to your attention, but I will. It's from Matt Staver, Liberty Council, always doing a great job, always stellar research from LC.org and Matt Staver, doing a great job. But here is the deal. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department spent the last three months sending uniformed officers to private homes to hold down special needs adults and children who are crying and physically fighting against a forced COVID-19 injection. They say it took three to four adults to pin one woman down next to a fence who was screaming no, she didn't want a needle shoved into her, but they forced it anyway. The sheriff's department admitted they were using the Johnson & Johnson shot that the government has now paused. Why? Because of its risks from blood clotting and possible permanent disabilities that it causes. Seeing government agents detain and force this poor woman is shocking enough. By the way, this injection only had temporarily experimental approval. But anyway, testing this and forcing this on people who don't want it is shocking indeed. These people literally had no choice. Combined with California's mandatory vaccine passports for events and excursions, it's looking more like Chinese America. 
Israel is even threatening to cancel the passport of vaccines for parents who refuse to have their children get the shot. A COVID injection today, says Matt Staver of Liberty Council, will be the injection, any injection of the future if we don't have the freedom to make these personal decisions for ourselves. Ourselves, writes Matt Staver. I don't even know how to respond to this abuse. But it's literally starting now where they are forcing the jab. They are forcing mandatory COVID shots on people. It is hard to know even how to respond to this. Because it's so abusive. So in your face that you can hardly believe it even exists. You kind of go, where do we go from here? Will this happen in your state? Will this happen on your watch, ladies and gentlemen? I can't imagine remaining in California after the cops literally do this. Shame on the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. I don't know how to respond to this at all. It took three to four adults to pin one woman down. The Sheriff's Department admitted they were using the Johnson & Johnson canceled vaccine now. I don't know how to respond to the Sheriff's Department on that. They should be sued like no other over this. All right, 866-986-6397 is the number. Do you want to sound off on any of this? Chris Carlson from Utah does. Hi, Chris. Hey, Sam. You must be psychic. (laughs) Either that or you have a call screener, one of the two. Anyway... Yeah, Joni Ernst, she's from the state where hold I on, grew whoa, up Hold on, whoa, whoa, stop. Hold on, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to challenge this. Hold on a minute now. First off, I don't got a sidekick. Uh-oh. I'm by myself today. I don't have a guest. But I don't believe in call screeners. Oh, okay. Screeners oh, suggest just, yeah. that their goal is to reject calls and only let approved calls through. <laughs> well, I didn't so we do it that way, Sam. We don't. I know, but but the mainstream press does screen calls that way, and so I got to articulate the difference. Right. We do pick up the phone ahead of time to make sure that it's not somebody that's going to get on the radio and drop f bombs. And we do want to get somebody's name so we can welcome that. them to the broadcast intelligently. We do want to get the general topic that people want to discuss, so we make sure that it's kind of a on topic for the program and it's not just all over the map. Um, so there's a little bit of, of I don't want to say vetting. But a little bit of a, a, an informed interaction with a caller before they go on the air. That's right. But I wouldn't really call it a call screener because we don't reject calls and or comments as long as they're polite, appropriate, and radio ready. In other words, they don't swear and, and do things that get just kicked off the radio. Other than that, though, welcome, sir. Well, I swear I won't swear. Oh, wait, I just did swear. Sorry. My bad. Anyway. So Joni Ernst is from the state where I grew up in, not that I, yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, she's on the, as you said, she's on the right track, Sam, but you don't divert funds 
uh, from one bad cause to a less bad cause because it's all about I don't I think you should have a constitutional right to health care, women's health care, whatever. You should not have the right to force me and you to pay for it. So that's point one. Point two is we talk, you talked about abortion. During the four-year term of Donald Trump, he could have prosecuted uh, abortion providers via the Fifth Amendment, to which he swore an, a sacred oath to God. Do, do you agree with me? Do you know what the Fifth Amendment says in part? It says that life, liberty, and property shall not be denied any person without due process of law. Is an unborn unborn fetus uh, a person? And, of course, uh, the answer to that would be yes. Because if you kill a fetus uh, in vitro while, you know, it's in if, – if you, if you murdered a woman who was pregnant, put it that way, uh, and both the fetus and the woman die, it's a double murder. Even the courts will uphold that as law, right? Do you agree with that? Yes. Are you with me, Sam? There's a little bit of a delay. Yes, I am. Anyway, so this par- this paragon of virtue in constitutional knowledge and wisdom, Donald Trump, for four years neglected his not only uh, powers but obligation to prosecute abortion providers under the Fifth Amendment. Yeah, I'm, which, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris, and I generally agree that he should have done those things. And I can look at it, though, two ways. I can look at it at what he did do for pro-life and give him credit for doing more than any other president in my lifetime. Or I can attack him for what he didn't accomplish that I wish he should have. So I agree with you, but it's a matter of perspective as well. Well, I don't make excuses. He, he didn't save one child during his four-year term, and he could have. And people say, well, he didn't have the uh, attorney general to do it. Well, that was his fault. He's the one who appoints them. Uh, he appointed William Barr, who he knew or should have known, at least you and I knew, that he would never do anything about the abortion issue. And that's on Trump. You know, you, you can't Yeah, I would say that he, that he did save a lot of lives, though. Uh, for example, the Mexico City policy where we didn't fund and promote abortions around the world made a difference. I would say that speaking at the National Right to Life events, which no other president before him has done, made a difference. I would say his effort, as I mentioned, um, let me find this here. So uh, I guess that Joni Ernst is trying to put this defund Planned Parenthood efforts. Donald Trump did try to defund Planned Parenthood. And uh, no, so President well. Trump, uh, President Trump ordered in July 2019, for example, um, that family planning clinics would be stripped of their Title X funding. So he did do some things, and we got to give credit for those things. If we don't give credit for any good that someone does at some point, we lose the argument because uh, people say we're just so extreme that, you know, so he did do some good things, and we got to give credit for that. Well, he didn't completely uphold constitutional principles, which he swore to do before God with his hand to the square. And um, I didn't vote for the man either of the two election cycles. I don't think he deserved my vote. The thing is, Sam, is, yeah, he, he does a lot of good. You know, uh, a lot of criminals do a lot of good, but they still do a lot of bad and they end up in jail because of that. Just because you do a few good deeds that get you halfway to your objective, and I don't even think the measures that he uh, signed into law did that. Uh, you know, doesn't let you off the hook for just standing idly by while, while at least 330,000 babies were murdered in their mother's womb. That's that's only Planned Parenthood. I, I agree. So I'll be very, I'll be very clear on this, too, that I think is important. 
I don't know behind the scenes how much he could get done versus how much he couldn't get done, how much he really did versus how much he didn't really do, because I don't know the whole picture, and I also don't know his heart of what he intended. Uh, I know this, though. We're having a real hard time stopping abortion in America, and people are going to all kinds of levels to do so. I've been a pro-life advocate for a long time, and I know it's a messy business. Even the people who, for example, uh, who created undercover videos proving that the Food and Drug Administration and Planned Parenthood were illegally trafficking in baby body parts, they exposed it on video. Well, in the courts, the, the people who bought and sold baby body parts are fine. The people who literally exposed the criminal activity got slaughtered in the courts just recently last year in California. So this is what, what we're kind of up against. And I, and I don't defend abortion, but I do defend sometimes there might be a lot more legitimate efforts than we recognize is the whole point. I didn't vote for Donald Trump either, by the way. Yeah, well, well Donald Trump should have pardoned those individuals to get thrown in jail for exposing what Planned Parenthood was criminally doing. Why didn't he uh, pardon those people? Why didn't he pardon... Um, the uh, the guy uh, WikiLeaks, uh, what's his name? I'll think of it in a second. Anyway, I mean, he could he, that would have been an easy thing. Nobody could have contradicted his actions on that part. Uh, Julian Assange, that's the man I was thinking of. Yeah, we're out of time. Anyway, Gotta fly. I get your done. point. I get your point. I don't disagree, but at the same time, I will say. You know, it's really easy to be armchair quarterback, and to some degree we need to be careful with that. And I think if we're going to maintain our credibility, then it's critical that we uh, vet both sides of arguments and stories oftentimes. And so I'm not defending President Trump because I voted for him, but I am trying to acknowledge the good that he has done more than any other president in our lifetime. Whether it's enough or not is certainly open for debate. By the way, the vaccine discussions another great one. I'm against them. But I've got a guy that I agree with on almost everything who's totally for them. His name is Cliff Kincaid. America's Survival, his organization. We'll debate that on Saturday, two-hour broadcast. God save the Republic of the United States of America, folks. <laughs>